Oh, baby. Welcome back to another great freaking episode of Talking Sports Better Than Most, where we got the best content every week. Check it out. Sounds like Steven's got a little extra pep in his voice since his Wolverines took care of business on Saturday. And that's where, of course, we have to begin. And, of course, then we got to talk about the second biggest news is today, officially, college football changed forever. It's been a sport that's been dominated by the bowl games and having only the elitist of teams, it seems like, in the finals. But today, college football put a rubber stamp that it will forever change um, in 2024. So um, college football is becoming definitely a more pro sport, but it has to to keep up with the times. And um, the tweets all day have been congratulations to Alabama because they're in the college football playoff for the next 30 years. Um, this will be the last time they probably miss the college football playoff for the next 30, 40, 50 years. Cause the 12 well, next teams, year, I thought, well, next year, but they'll be in it next year. Uh, <laughs> they, were, they might not be in it this year. So well, they won't most this year. importantly, what it will do is add excitement because we got football games tomorrow and Saturday in college football and not one of them matters. So what's going to be nice is we're finally going to, with 12 teams, have games that actually matter this time. It's just one of those fluke years in college football that because of everything that happened and all the losses, that the championship games mean nothing in all the all the leagues, obviously. But um, one more year of this, and we're changing. So let's start with the news out of Michigan. Blake Corum played two plays. He's out for the year. He's having surgery. Um, but Michigan um, held the game close. With big plays, big play after big play, I think five plays of over 40 yards or whatever to beat Ohio State and Columbus in a runaway in the final 11 minutes of the game. Um, it was a huge win. First time Michigan won in the horseshoe in 22 years and have basically cemented themselves as the best team in the Big Ten now. And basically the only team people think that can beat Georgia. So, Stephen, obviously, give us your take. What do you think? And what's it going to take going forward without Blake Corum? Um, as they play TCU in a, in about three weeks. Well, you don't know yet the matchup quite yet. Okay, well, TCU or USC. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I think you'd much rather play TCU than USC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, we'll get on to USC or TCU in a later time. But, yeah, um, Saturday was, it started off pretty, I mean, Michigan had um, a long third down play early on their first drive. But then after that, kind of the offense kind of went quiet. Um, if it looked like Ohio State kind of just was like physically just stronger, honestly, for a little a couple plays, um, a few plays in a row where JJ kind of just had to get rid of the ball really quickly, um, and then I think just some adjustments were made, and um, I guess almost confidence. I don't. I, I mean, Harbaugh said a lot of things about JJ that he he believed that he could make any throw. Before that game, it didn't look like he could make many throws. Um, he didn't really have to make too many throws, I guess, before that. Um, and they said that they left, you know, plays in the playbook open for Saturday. Um, it looked like they exhausted a few of them. It was, it was an exciting game. Um, I definitely didn't. I I thought about halfway through the third or sorry, not third, the second quarter that um, I just thought Ohio State was probably going to win this game. Um, I thought Michigan's offense was just going to be limited. Um, Obviously, the offense had their best performance of the year, I would say, um, on Saturday. Ran the ball well in the second half. Um, but I think it's just a big confidence builder for um, J.J. McCarthy. He threw the ball a lot. 
um, and was pretty efficient, especially in the last two and a half quarters of the game. Uh, made a lot of great plays, smart decisions, um, just growth. So for Michigan, I think uh, obviously it hurts a lot having not having Corum. Um, but as I told you before the season started, I thought Donovan Edwards is better running, running, better running back anyways. It's just that do they have kind of that depth that really at running back anymore? I mean, after Blake Corum, um, say Donovan Edwards, you know, gets hurt for a play or two. I don't know what they're going to do because they have a backup linebacker who also can be running back, a receiver that can be a running back, um, a fresh, true freshman that can be a running back. But I think at the same time, I'm not sure that they are really confident in him, you know, being out there um, as comfortable, I guess, as these other guys. About a month of practice. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, that's a little bit better for him. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, a big. I know last year, you know, was kind of like a defining moment, Harbaugh's legacy at Michigan. I think last Saturday was even bigger because I said it before the game happened. The rivalry wasn't a rivalry until Michigan went and beat Ohio State at Ohio State. They couldn't do any talking because they won one year. I mean, things happen. Um, And Michigan ended up obviously taking care of business. But, uh, yeah, uh, it was still, you know, I know it'd be different, I guess, if Michigan was on the losing team. But for the most part of the game, obviously, it was a really good game back and forth. Um, till the end, obviously, Michigan had two runs that kind of made the score look a little worse than it was. My, but My thought, real quick, and then you can jump in on a few thoughts. Number one, I, I think Ohio State had a chance to break Michigan's neck, I think, between the first and second quarter, and they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, number two, when Ohio State realized Blake Corum, Ohio State didn't get dominated physically in this game. I mean, they lost big, but it wasn't because they were physically dominated. Uh, I think on this podcast last week, I said their their defense had holes in it like Swiss cheese, and it did. We found that out. But it was really the play calling defensively. They wanted to stop the run in the first half and the third quarter. But what I didn't understand as an Ohio State fan is once you realize the best running back Michigan had, which, I mean, you got to say Blake Corum is the best. Yeah, player. yeah, obviously he's. And, and he went out of the game, and you knew Edwards was injured. Like, I didn't understand why you felt like you had to be so aggressive and try to stop mm-hmm. Michigan's run game. Like, it, it was basically non-existent until the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So, I guess I didn't understand uh, huge plays. Um, you know, a, a missed tackle changes that game. Obviously, all the talk about Ohio State and the fake punt. Jim Harbaugh talked about Ohio State probably would have scored a touchdown and it snapped to the punter. I thought that was an odd play when I watched it. That, oh, my God, he's going to get the damn thing blocked. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I remember that thinking because it was kind of oh like gosh. he like went to the right or the snap uh-huh. went to the left. I can't. And of course, everyone's was, wondering but... why they're punting to begin with. I mean, a couple of things: Ohio State did not get physically dominated. Horrendous defense, um, missed tackles, big plays. They won the game. Um, honestly, I still think they're pretty two evenly matched teams. Um, it would have been fun to see Ohio State with their best running backs, everyone healthy. Michigan to have everybody healthy. And, and see how the game might have progressed from that point on. I mean, you just talked about Michigan. Ohio State came out in the biggest game of the year and had a, a transfer linebacker from USC as our running back when they started a freshman running back the week before who played great. I don't yeah, I quite understand, understand where this playing. was from. Mayan Williams obviously got a couple first downs and then must have gotten injured. So it was a very. I was odd. expecting to see Dallin, whatever Hayden, and, whatever yeah, his name. I, 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 I was confused why he wasn't out there. The again, starter. I mean, that, the kid's a running back. I mean, a linebacker from USC that came in and was as the running back. And the last thing I'll say about Ohio State, um, I I love Ryan Day, but 
these screens and trying to um, Ohio State was running the ball in Michigan when they ran off tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think jet sweeps would have been great, but these throwouts. When Ohio State, when Urban Meyer beat Ohio State a few years ago, those crossing patterns were huge, and it got Michigan. They were they were disjointed a couple years ago. I I don't know. I just I think they really just I don't know if they outsmarted each other, but they had a chance to break Michigan's neck when they were up ten three, threw a pass to the tight end, he missed it, and they just kept Michigan in the game. And in the end, um, Michigan just played better. They made plays. Um, they were the more aggressive team, I think, on offense. And I still don't understand Ohio State's defense when Blake Quorum was out. It's it's kind of odd. And I can't think what the what was the Michigan's um, defensive coordinator who everyone got mad at Just, for, being, for being real, who always blitz on every down. Don Brown. Yeah, you know, I felt like that's kind of how <laughs> Jim Knowles was. Like, I don't quite get it, but I guess that's why he's making millions of dollars. So, um, well, yeah, I mean, Don Brown, that was his philosophy every every game. I mean, Jim Knowles, I think, is a much more... Uh, I meant just in this game, period. Yeah, yeah, I know, I understand he what was, you're saying. He was, they were yeah, he was just, just, he basically was, was pretty, just doing, be putting, putting your corners on islands and just expecting that your D-line could just make a play from there. And, um, you know, you know I thought that was really work. interesting. Both offensive lines, I thought, played great. Yeah. Like CJ Stroud never felt I felt like he was ever getting Yeah, not till the end but, times but they, that was when they were just kind of like for not like forcing it well, forcing they knew it, what was going to happen and and JJ never really got pressure on him like both offensive lines I thought yeah. played really well it was pretty I thought both offensive lines showed up the defensive lines personally mm-hmm. that was my opinion on both teams um well yeah I definitely think Mich- that's Michigan's strength is more of their offensive line than their defensive line um, I don't know what you would say about Ohio State but I just think Ohio State just God, I don't know. They, I, if you're an Ohio State fan and you really think about it and you go back, Iowa gave them trouble, right? Like they were close with Iowa at halftime, did win. They were close with Penn State, blew them out in the fourth quarter. They were, you know, the Northwestern game was kind of a debacle. The Maryland game was interesting. Like somewhere along the line, like things just didn't flow right this year. And offensively, I, I got to go back and say it had to be a little bit of, of the running back situation with constant injuries, I guess. But in the end, um, it was a good game through three quarters. We'll just ignore the fourth quarter and we'll move on. But, um, yeah, we'll see. It's the same C.J. Stroud's career ended. Um, I felt like he – I think Ohio State, was he's a great quarterback. I don't know if he's an NFL quarterback. Oh, I absolutely um, think he is. You think he is? Oh God, yeah. Um, it was sad. It was a sad way for him to end his career. He never got to beat Michigan, and to lose your last game as a college quarterback is pretty rough. And for Ohio State fans, in a few weeks in the Orange Bowl, they're going to get to find out what they have at quarterback since C.J. Stroud is is on the way to the NFL. So um, we'll see what happens. I think. Um, I hear the Buckeyes are going to be playing maybe Clemson in the Orange Bowl. Dabble. It's so, a good um, matchup for you guys. You guys could win that game. And I think it'll be ass. fun. It'll be fun to see Kyle McCord or whoever they're going to have as quarterback that game because obviously the future is now. And um, hopefully nobody else opts out. I saw Joey Porter opted out at Penn State now. He's not going to play in the bowl games. Mm-hmm. I see um, Will Levis out of Kentucky. Is I saw something about him deciding today. Deciding whether he's going to play in their bowl game, but he's declared for the NFL. I didn't realize he went to Penn State. Who? Will Levis. 
The name sounds familiar when you just said that, but I didn't know that until you just said that. Yeah, I, I, I saw something about... <laughs> they were comparing the stats between Will Levis and Sean Clifford. And, I mean, Sean Clifford's stats are better. But I didn't realize that that was him at backup at Penn State just a few years ago. I didn't. I mean, he didn't really now play. Now you say that, I, I can remember. They, I knew they had a, a white quarterback that was kind of strong and kind of built like Josh Allen, and and was just bigger than a lot of you know linebackers. I didn't realize that was Will Levis though, because he looked so much different than he did when he was at Penn State. But well, a couple of things we know for sure: Michigan now, obviously, going to be a huge favorite over Purdue. I'm not worried about sleeping. Michigan had that huge win in Columbus, emotion-wise and came back and just destroyed Iowa. Purdue's obviously a much better team, folks. Yeah, Purdue's but, a much better team than Iowa's. Um, I think in the end, it may be a closer game than whatever the line is, 16 points or something now. It may be a 10-point game, but I think if Michigan can get rolling, mm-hmm. Purdue, Purdue will get flattened. So, well, the thing is you're going to see, obviously, a much better offense than Michigan saw in, in Iowa last year right. in the Big Ten Championship. But I, I'm not worried about them having a sleep a sleep cakewalk. I think, I think they'll... I think they'll dominate the game. Purdue, hey, that's the only pick I got right all year, I think, folks. I said they'd win the West, and they did. Um, I just don't know if they – I don't think you know what Purdue team's going to show up, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they might get hot and score 34 points, and they might score 10 points. It's just one of those odd years in the Big Ten where um, I hear on the spring meetings in the Big Ten they're going to discuss maybe doing away with the divisions mm-hmm. as soon as next year, even though um, that's what um, – the AD said, um, Warren said that they're going to discuss that at the spring meetings. So we'll see whatever ends up happening. Um, so let's talk about where we stand. Georgia's going to be one. Michigan's going to be two. TCU and UC, um, UCLA. USC and TCU are going to, someone's going to be three and someone's going to be four. I think Michigan would rather see TCU. Yeah, I think TCU would be a a good matchup for Michigan. I think Caleb Williams is going to give Georgia's defense all sorts of trouble. Well, I think Caleb Williams could, you could argue without question, that he might be the best player in college football. Well, he's going to win the Heisman now. I mean, there's no one else. He'd have to struggle tomorrow night and maybe like a J.J. go crazy against Purdue, maybe to be like a sleeper or or Stenson Bennett, somebody go crazy. But, I mean, Caleb Williams... Caleb Williams would have to walk out and then 15 pieces for them not to win the Heisman on this and year. In the end, if TCU wins, they're going to be three. Yeah. If they lose, they may bump USC to three and put TCU four. I I don't know. I just, I don't know. Someone, that, that's going to be an interesting spot to see who's going to end up three, four. But um, the drama is, is this is as, as little drama as we'll ever see, I think, um, in the in the. Well, the thing is, there's little drama now because so many teams from, you know, like, let's say five or six and up lost. I mean, like Clemson lost. Um, I mean, I'd have to look at the rankings right now off the top of my head just to, like, figure out what ones. But, like, it seemed like in week, like, 10, 11, and 12, like, eight teams, like, lost that knocked themselves out. I think everything will hold serve. I think TCU will beat Kansas State. Um, they scored 62 points this past week, TCU. I think they'll stay at three. I think USC, I, I don't know if you, USC will beat Utah again. I don't think it matters. I, well, I think it's different now not playing at Utah yeah. at night. I mean, I that's mean, a pretty pretty tight environment to win a game. Yeah, again, I don't think it matters even if USC loses. Obviously, they're still going to be four. And I think Caleb Williams, again, just people want to see. He's electric. And um, 
I really thought Notre Dame was going to beat them, but I think USC's just they're confident right now, right? Like yeah, he's they, on for they, thirty-four touchdowns and three interceptions. Yeah, I mean, it's just I think crazy. That he's confident. He he had this play. My gosh, he he got backed up about. Well, did you watch yards. the game against Notre Dame? Well, some of it, not the whole thing. He was just he would get pressured and, and he, he would just run play. around in circles. Yeah, and, and then he would make the play. Yeah, just amazing yards. what he was doing. So, I mean, I think in the end, it it's gonna be it's fun to see different teams. I mean, Michigan obviously shouldn't take TCU for granted because TCU can score. Oh yeah, and they're having that Cinderella season. And Georgia just better watch out because I think. I think if there is a team that can beat them right now with one star, it's Caleb Williams and USC. Yeah. They got nothing to lose. Lincoln Riley's probably going to go guns and blazing. And Georgia's struggling offensively. We'll see what they do against LSU. I mean, will they put up some points? I'm, I'm assuming, but they didn't. They, they, they were struggling in the first half. They've been the Georgia most 10. modest number one team in the country because the only games that they've won and blown out other than Oregon have been piss poor SEC teams or, you know, Whatever non-conference they have to play. Yeah, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be good to see the the rest of the playoff matches. Utah is going to play Penn State in the Rose Bowl. I'm sure Penn State's going to bring their, um, I'm sure Penn State's going to bring their huge crowd. Um, yeah, I saw that. Um, I think that'll be interesting. And um, at least we got three Big Ten teams, I guess, playing in the in the bowl. So let's talk about the playoff is expanding. Um, in 2024, it's official. The Rose Bowl finally agreed last night. They had last night was the deadline, and they were going to be kicked out of the college football expansion. So we're going to get, I think, what automatic qualifiers, whoever wins their conference championship, mm-hmm. and then we're going to end up getting yeah. Um, so the the top yeah. teams that yeah. are ranked that are not automatic qualifiers. So well, then you're going to get well, won't they give you? They'll get one um, not yeah, power, five. power five. Yeah. So. Um, or the highest ranked tomorrow's game then, or I should say Saturday's game against Purdue and Michigan. Even though Purdue's not ranked, they'd have a chance to qualify at least. Yeah, I guess little, that does. Yeah, I never it, thought about it, it like that. Will at least add a little kind of, bit is, of drama, like the um, tournament, the NCAA tournament, the March Madness, where if you win your conference, you know. Right. I don't know. I I didn't realize. I guess I I thought it was just going to be like the top twelve teams, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what I kind of thought. But again. We're not going to have this situation, and that's why the Big Ten's going to the – most of these conferences are going to go to this no division thing because Purdue wouldn't be in the conference championship, yeah. which I get what they're doing. They're protecting it. So essentially it will be the top 12 teams yeah. because the top two Big Ten teams are going to be in the top 12 no matter what. Yeah. I mean – It'd have know, to be a disastrous year. Yeah. And a lot of things to happen. You know, if it was Ohio State-Michigan this Saturday, Ohio State would be in the playoff, but they'd be competing against playing – a home game in Columbus against Tulane or potentially falling all the way down outside the top 10 and having to go on the road. So, I mean, there will be things that matter across the board. I don't know. I'm assuming they're still going to have the, like the playoff rankings um, because they got to get the top 12 teams. Um, I think they're still probably working out some of the X's and O's, but it'll be fun. The national championship game is going to be on um, Dr. Martin Luther King day. Um, so it'll be, it'll be, it'll I think be it was, it's a direction that the college football should have headed into years ago, but it didn't. You but. know, and I, I got a real issue with Danny Canal. Uh, Anyone was, that doesn't want the, the top, well, the, the, no, doesn't no, want the 12 expansion, I just don't he get it. He wants it. He wants it. Him and Dusty in the morning. 
they're lucky I haven't called them up and given them a piece of my mind. They want the playoff more than anything. But with that being said, as Danny was going on, as you know, the the big schools like Michigan, Ohio State, and Alabama don't want this because they don't want anybody else invited to the party. Hey, Danny, guess what? There's a good likelihood Ohio State and Michigan after this next year will probably be in the college football playoff the next 30 years. I mean, mm-hmm. it's going to take Ohio State or Michigan to have three or four losses in yeah. a season not to be mm-hmm. in the playoff. So they, I mean, the only thing it's going to do is make Ohio State Michigan play more games to win a national yeah. championship. And again, in college football, we already said anybody can lose on any given day, an injury, blah, blah, blah. But I don't That's know why they play the game. That's why there's upsets every year. <laughs> I don't know why Ohio State Michigan would be angry, though. I mean, Ohio State should be thrilled. I mean, the last two years, they went home and had nothing to play for. They're going to be in the champion. They're going to be in a playoff now, even if they lose the last game of the year. So, again, it's it's time. It's needed. Um, it may take away from the rivalry. I don't know, but think about this. I The one thing I will agree with Danny Canal, he said it this morning, people talk about it's going to take away from the rivalry. Ohio State fans want Ryan Day fired. The guy's lost five games in his career. It just so happens he's lost two of them to Michigan. Do you really think Ohio State fans aren't going to care anymore? No, of course they're going to care. So I agree with him on that. He made that point today, and I thought it was actually a really good point. Um don't like any of his other points but that was a good one that yeah i mean it's going to happen the rivalries will still be there you're still going to want to win and if you're let's again we just keep going back to ohio state michigan um if michigan can beat ohio state three times a year they'll want to do it if ohio state can beat michigan three times a year they're going to want to do it like it'll be wonderful and you're probably going to have an odd year sometime down the road in 2028 where ohio state and michigan play and they play again, and both teams will have won a game. And it's just going to be an odd year where that's mm-hmm. the way it's going to happen, right? You're, whoever won the last game is going to be the happy fan base. So it's going to happen at some point four, five, six years down the road. Um, but I, will it change, I guess, the intensity? I don't think so. And I thought it was. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago on here that it could be kind of an odd thing to play each other three times. But I'm going to tell you right now, there ain't an Ohio State fan that don't wish they could play Michigan again this year, right? Um, I don't know. And there's not a Michigan fan that probably wouldn't want to play Ohio State again because what's better than beating Ohio State one time a year? Probably be two times a year. So um, the college football playoff is, I think, keeping up with the times. <coughs> it's needed, and um, it'll be good to see how it evolves. we got one more year of four teams, and then the floodgates finally open. So it'll be... Um, it's, it's amazing that there was ever a BCS era. Yeah. It's amazing. amazing. Well, it's amazing that there was an era where it didn't matter what your ranking was. You just played a team because you were tied into some bowl game. Yeah. I mean, think about the think about the Big Ten was still tied into the Pac-12 and having to play that. How would we have ever had a chance to win a national championship? Mm-hmm. We never would have. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Pac-12 before this year is the first year it kind of seems like a more balanced conference. But for the past 10 years... Well, yeah, it's only because of two people, Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. One person and one coach can kind of change everything around. So um, we'll see We'll see how it plays out. I think Sunday, probably about 12, 15, 12, 30, they'll have the rankings. Again, I think it's a safe bet. One, two, three, four are figured out. The only issue may be, will three and four flip-flop? If TCU loses, of course, they'll drop them to four and USC will move up. If both teams lose, then they're just going to stay status quo um, at 3-4. And like I said, I think it'll be good good games, good matchups, and 
I think Georgia's got a chance to, I think Caleb's got a chance to be a thorn in the side to um, them for sure. So good luck to that. And, of course, Saturday we're going to be headed up to Detroit to watch the Tito Rockets play in the MAC championship game. But on the way up, will the U.S. men's soccer team be able to beat the Netherlands? What's your take on that? Um, I'm Dutch, so I'm rooting for I've, the Netherlands. You know, I've been watching so much of it, the World Cup or whatever it's called. Um, I'm kidding. I haven't watched a single second Can of it. Can I say, though, on Friday, I sat in front of my TV for two hours. I was really excited. Couldn't wait to see the U.S. score a goal maybe against England, and they ended up 0-0, and I realized, like, I can't watch a sport like that. Mm-hmm. Like, even if the NFL ends up, I thought maybe the Browns and and, <laughs> the, and Bucks. Um, the Bucks were going to finish in a tie, but I would have been okay with that. Like, there was action. Like, there was they had a chance. I mean, watching that was, was a killer. Obviously, there won't be any more ties in soccer because it's a knockout round. Someone's got to win. Someone's got to lose. Uh-huh. But, um I don't know. Maybe throw ten bucks on the USA and see if they can beat the Netherlands. So there you go. Stay, I mean, I'm rooting for the US team. I'm not sure I'm going to watch any of it, but well, we'll see. All right. So real quick, Friday night, tomorrow night, USC Utah. No doubt, USC gets the dub in Vegas. Yeah, I got USC. I think they'll win the game. Kansas State TCU. I thought TCU was vulnerable for weeks. Not anymore. TCU rolls. Yeah, I got. I mean, the same thing. I mean, I know. Kansas State, I think, probably would definitely be a good underdog. Well, they won't be, but Adrian Mar- I thought I didn't realize Adrian Martinez still isn't playing. Yeah, no, they, he's done. It's kind of sad. Yeah. A guy that's literally done the, did, did however many years at Nebraska. He did his time for the crime going there. Um, so I was hoping to see him at least, you know, have a full year, healthy year. And obviously in a team that's pretty solid. So sad to see that he didn't get to play all year. Georgia rolls over LSU. Yeah, Georgia rolls over LSU and a team that literally just lost to Jimbo Fisher and should be disgraced. Michigan beats Purdue. Yeah. And the only upset I'll take, I'll take North Carolina over Clemson. I think... Um, oh, we're picking the same teams. Oh, I didn't know you were picking them. I just, I don't like Clemson. I think... I think Clemson's a fraud. I don't know how Clemson fell to the... I think they fell to number 10 or something. I mean, they just... I, I, I just think they're a horrible team. And... I watched that. I'll tell you what, North Carolina, I was I was a little down watching the North Carolina, North Carolina State game. Oh, no, that was Friday, wasn't it? Yeah. Whatever day it was. I mean, that was a good game. Uh-huh. I mean, they played really yeah, good. Yeah, because that was, yeah, because they went to, what, they, did they go to overtime? Yeah, they went to overtime. They scored on the last second. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, they got a good offense. Um, this, this, is, this is something. We're watching... The um, Mr. 308 yards. Well, he averages 281 yards a game. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, yeah. it's not even the fourth quarter. Yeah, he's Mr. Ohio. Oh, I didn't know that. And unfortunately, he um, hopefully after this game, he'll get some more. Um, Notre, no, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's committed to the University of Buffalo. Maybe he'll go to Toledo. And he averages 281 yards a game. He's already over 300 yards against Toledo Central Catholic um, as we're playing in the Division II state championship game. Oban has been in the last, I think they said, six out of seven state championship games. Oh, so they got a good program. So they are pretty pretty solid. But um, I think both teams average over 40 points, the announcer said. So, um, yeah, they're, they're both really good teams. And um, Central's scored on an on a interception return for 90 yards. They picked up a fumble and scored. So Central's defense, but they're just, they run the ball in every play, and they should. <laughs> Watch us. I mean, they're just Mr. Ohio, baby. 
320 yards He's going to get 400 yards. Today. Yeah, he's going to get 400 yards. Um, he's going to be number one, I Holden assume. should not be throwing anymore. Um, that's for sure. So, anyways, there's you get in live action. He might get 45 carries because I think he said he already had 31, so that's 32. And he doesn't look like a really big kid either, but I tell you what, he's fast. Well, he doesn't even look like he's tired. <laughs> he's not. He's he's a he's a good kid. A lot of Jay Zoop kids actually playing for Toledo Central Catholic. You got Marvon Greenlee playing defensive back and wide receiver. Um, you got Michael Warren's brother who went to Jay Zoo. He's playing wide receiver. You got Devonte Ward Wright playing offensive line. Um, his brother still goes to Jay Zoo. Um, so got some Jay Zoo kids representing Central Catholic right now too. There you go. Didn't know that. All right. They need to learn how to tackle Mr. Ohio. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Tackling, I just, I mean, I've not, I haven't Maybe watched. Maybe trip them. I haven't watched uh, Ohio high school football game since uh, Michael Warren and Joe Burrow battled, what, mm-hmm. eight years ago? Um, but you're going to see some of the worst tackling you've ever seen in your life. They're, they don't tackle. They don't know how to tackle. So it's rough. It's really rough. Okay, NFL time. Here we go. Thanksgiving games were good. Lions, of course, broke the heart of everybody yet again as the Bills come back to win. The Bills and the Patriots are. Well, I mean, right it now. was they could have they should have won that game. On third down and one, you're throwing a thirty yard, or forty yard, fucking deep ball. Well, they thought they'd catch them off guard. I guess just get the fucking first down and move on. All right. And well, clock management. So I just don't got, get that at all. We got a lot going on. Um, let's let's talk about some of these games and we'll throw our input on we'll do a little different than we've done it in some of our headlines new england buffalo um i think that the game's going on right now the bills are winning 10-7 i think the bills are going to beat um, new england i just again new england to me is stale let's talk about tom brady coming back next year to end his career um i'm going the bills i, I think they're just they're, they're just a team people are sleeping on but i'll take the bills yeah, I mean, the Bills are going to win this game. It's plain and simple. Um, I don't care who's playing anywhere on that field. It's the Bills. I was impressed, actually, with Green Bay the other night. They they were going up and down, scoring with the with the Eagles in a pretty wild game. Um, but my, I was crossing my fingers Sunday night because fantasy. Um, it, it sounds like Justin Fields came in, and, and he, he practiced in full this week, no injuries. I'll go with Justin Fields in Chicago to beat the Bay Packers. Yeah, give me Justin Fields and the, the Bears to beat the... I mean, I wonder how much longer Aaron Rodgers is going to continue to play this season. Because, I mean, at some point the games are going to be... He's not going to until at least they're out of contention. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, once I mean, they're out of contention, it I won't matter they're anymore. out of contention, but you go... Well, once you're, like, fully eliminated, Mr. Ohio just scores again, and he had a face mask. Um, so you can't even tackle him if you try with a face mask. No, the guy's unbelievable. Like I say, he's going to have 400 yards. Um, I'll take Detroit over Jacksonville. Um... Jacksonville had that miraculous win. What a game. They they score the last second. Um, then they go for two. They get it. Something's going on with Lamar Jackson. I guess then he had another injury. I saw him on, um, did you see, I don't know if I sent that to you on Twitter or Instagram. Maybe I didn't, but he told some guy that all he does is, um, you know, suck stuff. And, I mean, he went off on Instagram. To some guys who were Uh-oh. who were talking about him, and I thought it was a little obscene, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw. I I don't know if you sent it to me, but I saw something about how they addressed the. Uh, uh, I don't even know what they called. They didn't say inappropriate, but they like alarming tweet or something like that. Well, let me tell you, it was inappropriate. I mean, it was it was pretty rough for an for an NFL quarterback 
to go after somebody and say he's sucking male. What was he sucking? Male genitalia. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, so, anyways, I'm going to take Detroit. Even though Jacksonville's a sleeper team, I'm, I'm taking Detroit because it's in Detroit. If it was in Jacksonville, I'd be a little more nervous. Um, New York football giant. I'm sorry. These are the Jets. Um, the Jets and the Jets. Oh, so, Mike the, White came in. And look like freaking. That's what I'm gonna say. Is is he gonna be playing again? <clears throat> oh yeah, he's playing. Um, I, I tell you what, I, the Jets once they get their players back, they had a great running back that went out. Um, Garrett Wilson went off. Um, they got another running back now. Everybody's hot on the wire and the waiver wire. I'm gonna take the Jets to win. I feel like Minnesota plays at home every week, but um, I don't like Minnesota. I'm not convinced about Minnesota. I'll take the Jets. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Jets. I was going to say it's a little bit of an upset. Um, I know Mike White played last year, and he kind of had a strong game or two. Um, I just wonder if he'll continue it or if it's going to be a one-game, you know, one, not one, one-hit wonder, but, like, is it going to be a lot up now that they had that and, week last uh, the Bears, week? It was raining. It might have just been an oddball game. So, yeah, I mean, this week's obviously going to tell you a lot because the Vikings are a good football team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we'll – See if, again, like you said, is it a one-hit wonder or is it maybe something to build with the future? I don't think anybody in New York thinks Mike White's the answer, but if he keeps winning, they will. Well, if he's their Band-Aid to keep him going this year and just get him to the playoffs, I don't think they'll mind. I think the toughest game of the week to pick is this one, Washington and the Giants. The Giants have a lot of I know you. there's one thing that's going to happen in this game, and there's going to be not that much offense. It's going to be some defense being played. Yeah, I'm going to go with Washington. I think the Giants are just beat up. Uh, I don't know. I hope Slayton catches a few passes, but I'm going to go with Washington. I think Washington is 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 a hot team right now. I'll go. With, I'll go with the Redskins. Oh, I'm sorry, gonna... Commanders. Oh boy. Are you going to apologize to all those people that were offended by that? We'll probably get the podcast. Yeah, I'll probably be canceled. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the Giants. I'm going to go with the Giants winning in a very. So like it's gonna be like the 1940s. I mean, they're not gonna score more than 20 points each. I mean, it's gonna be like I'll say 17 to nine. Giants. Eagles are hosting Tennessee. So let's first. I watched the first half of that Sunday night game, and Jalen Hurts. I don't think he threw many passes. He just ran like crazy. Like he picked up a 60 yard pass. I mean, 60 yard run, just boom. 45 yard run, boom. The Packers had no answer. Um, if Jalen Hurts doesn't get hurt, he's going to win a bunch of games. I'll go Philadelphia, Tennessee. Just there. Oh my gosh, Ohio State fans—they want Mike Vrabel. They'll be—they'll be complaining when they don't score any touchdowns. Well, I mean, if they, they want Mike Vrabel, then they better bring uh, Derrick Henry. Be, they become the Iowa of the things. Hey, did you see who Iowa picked up in the quarterback? Was Portal. it? Was it actually confirmed? Yeah. Wow. Kate McNamara. I went to Iowa to re- run a pre- uh, I was kind of hoping he wouldn't go to a Big Ten team, but obviously I would like to see him succeed wherever he goes. Yeah, be interesting to see. But anyways, off topic, Philadelphia wins um, over Tennessee. <laughs> I got Philly as well. I, I, Not that they're like, I don't want to say they're comparable to the Vikings in which their record is good, but I don't have that much belief in them. But if you watch them, they aren't really, other than when they beat Minnesota, really beating teams up just, you know, Against their own will, um, but I think Philly gets this. But um, I don't think that they're the best team in football. Without question. Yeah, 
I don't know. We'll Christmas Eve when they play Dallas, we'll find out. Yeah. That's what's going to come down to. Baltimore's going to beat Denver because Denver, oh my gosh, they got players yelling at Russell. That's be- oh my. I tell you what, that I was watching Sports Center on Monday, and I think it was like they said, I don't know who it was, but they said, is the Russell Wilson trade the worst trade of all time? <laughs> oh my God. We couldn't have been more wrong about the Denver Broncos, and I don't think everyone, I mean, everyone. Yeah. Kinda, I mean, you add a, I mean, I don't know if he's going to end up being a Hall of Famer, but ending up adding a guy that's won an MVP, won Super Bowls, I just, Their surprised. defense is good. And yeah, because they had that defense, great defense last year, and you just thought adding, adding, um, Russell Wilson was just going to make them kind of take them over the top to make them a Super Bowl contender, and I think they actually got worse. Yeah, it's it's bad. Hey, the Deshaun Watson era and the NFL comes. Oh, back. I saw a good tweet today. I think it said it's been 700 days yeah. since he's had an NFL snap, um, meaningful NFL snap. Yeah, I saw a tweet. It was uh, Deshaun Watson throwing a pass to one of the Browns receivers, and someone and he and he threw it to his hands, and the receiver just dropped it, like went right through his hands, basically, and it was. Um, it was a uh, somebody quote retweeted it and said there must be some massage oil still in that football. <laughs> well, he's, I hear his um, accusers are going to be at the game. At the game, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think I think this has just gotten nobody here condones what happened, but it's gotten a little out of control. And I mean, all we can say is he's paid his dues and paid up the money, and I think we just need to move on. Um, and, and I don't know. I, I We better not say anything because we'll get in trouble. Uh, Cleveland's going to win that game. Houston is really bad. Um, and Cleveland, I'm going to be honest with you, Cleveland's got a chance to run run some games here, folks. Um, I think next week they play the Ravens, and the Ravens definitely don't look that impressive. So um, Cleveland is a sneaky team. I'll, I'll take the Browns. And I'll tell you what, I don't know if you saw that Najoku Catch. Oh, that was that unbelievable! Was crazy. That was, yeah. that was for exciting. a guy that uh, requested a trade. Has been there what two years now since he requested that yeah. trade. I tell you what, that was one of the most impressive catches ever, yeah. especially yeah. from a tight end. And in the moment in which it happened, obviously, just unbelievable. Very good. Um, Seattle at the Rams. Um, I'll go Seattle. I got Seattle as well. The Rams are. I was watching them play the 49ers with that quarterback, and I'm not sure he could throw the ball. Like, I don't think he ever really did. And that offensive line just couldn't protect anybody. And, wow. I mean, that's a, amazing how, how far they've fallen off the cliff. Yeah, it's, it's not perfect. They plateaued, and they have been just spinning out of control since. A really good game this week is Miami at San Francisco. San Francisco defense, obviously, is playing off the charts. Their offense, though, Kind of struggled against the Saints. Um, and Miami's offense looks unstoppable, but their defense is not really great. Um, San Francisco's kind of nicked up a little bit. To, uh, I'll go Miami goes in and upsets San Francisco. I'm gonna go with I, the, I don't even know who's the favorite, though. I should I'm going to go with the 49ers. Um, they just have a system that just is flawless most of the times. Even without the highest level of talent. They have this offensive talent yet. I feel like, I don't know. I They haven't, I don't know. I'll go Miami. I'll go 49ers. Big game of the week. Kansas City at Cincinnati. Um, you know, Kansas City did not look that impressive over um, the Rams this week. 
Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, over the Rams this past week with that backup quarterback even. Um, uh, this is hard because I'm going to be honest. I, Jamar Chase is coming back for the Bengals, 100% confirmed. I think we all are thinking this is going to be a good old-fashioned shootout. Um, the game's at Cincinnati. I'll take the Bengals. I'm going to go with the Bengals as well. Um, I just feel like they got to get out of I mean, I thought they were in a slump, but they won six out of the last seven. That's not a slump. But I just feel like they could even be better. So. Well, I'll go with you. How about my Super Bowl team? I tweeted that. Super Bowl, here they come. The Raiders are playing better than ever. Um, this is going to be, I hope, a shootout. I hope my quarterback and my wide receiver goes crazy. I hope Devontae Adams. I hope Justin Herbert. Um, unfortunately, Justin Herbert is running for his freaking life on every play. Holy crap. I don't know how the Cardinals lost that game. Um, I think it's going to be a shootout. And my Super Bowl team, I'm not giving up on them. I think the Raiders get the dub. I'm just going to maybe puke to say it, but I'm going to go with the Raiders as well. I do. I think they're definitely Super Bowl contenders. What about Josh Jacobs? What are you trying to do here? Just saying. Thought he had a good performance? So I'm watching the game because, of course, I care because I have um, Metcalf and I have Devontae Adams <coughs> in fantasy, and it's the only game left. So um, NFL, what's that channel? Um, the Red Zone. Mm-hmm. They can't show just one game. When only one game's left, so he tells us to go to CBS. Well, CBS didn't have the 4 o'clock game. So it was on Fox. So, of course, they didn't have it. So I had to go on my phone and push the Listen app. And I listened to the broadcast of that game. And, oh, man, Josh Jacobs just... Tell you what, you should always draft him in fantasy. The man will win you some games. Yeah, I mean, he's undefeated. And, and, and people that drafted him in this room right here. Um, so. Well, maybe next time. But you had to believe at some point the Raiders were going to have, a, you know, start, get, go- get going eventually. I don't know if they yeah, will continue this. but the thing this, that but... concerns me, and I, 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 I get Josh Jacob, Seattle's run defense must be pathetic, like Toledo Central Catholic's run defense. But in the end, folks, I mean, why not let Carr throw the ball around a little bit? Because you're not going to be able to do this. Jacobs ain't going to handle it. Well, yeah, I know. I get that. So, I don't know. We'll see. But I'll take the Raiders this week. I think it'll be a shootout for sure. I, we could, I tell you what, there could be some high-scoring games there. Kansas City, Cincinnati, Los Angeles, Las Vegas. You better have Reds. you got up. lots of offensive weapons in those yeah, games right there. You better get that going. The Colts go to Dallas. Jeff Saturday, of course, criticized highly for not using his timeouts this past week in a loss to Pittsburgh. Cowboys win. Yeah, I got the Cowboys. I think this one actually could be somewhat low scoring. Obviously, the, the Colts offense is inept outside of uh, Josh or, uh, Jonathan Taylor, who is obviously a tremendous draft pick in fantasy. Uh, I agree. Yeah. He scored some great points the last three weeks. Um, Ever since Jeff Saturday comes in, he's yeah, been great. Um, but, yeah. Just continue it. That offense is horrible outside of, obviously, a tremendous running back. I mean, it's. No, he they recovered. Oh, Mr. Ohio didn't fumble. <coughs> I mean, he fumbled, but then he gave it to his offensive lineman. But all boils down to New Orleans on Monday night goes to Tampa Bay. Um, I don't know. Tampa Bay was kind of an odd team against Cleveland this past weekend. I think Tampa Bay, though. New Orleans, 
I don't know what the point is, why they continue to play the redhead. I don't know why Jameis Winston's not playing. Andy I mean, Dalton? Yeah, I mean, Andy Dalton's not the quarterback of your future. I don't the know. The redhead? Yeah. I don't know what they call The red rocket? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know why Jameis Winston's not playing. I mean, I, I don't know. New Orleans, I feel bad. Throw the ball to Crystal Lave. That's all I care about, and I'm happy. Yeah, I'm going to go with New Orleans. I think Tampa Bay is... I think Tampa Bay is a broken record. Hey, Tampa Bay, I mean, New Orleans always has their number, too. So, yeah, I that's mean, true. I mean, so it's a good pick. I mean, it's definitely what ends up being the case. But, um, I don't know, you just feel like Tom Brady. Um, I don't know. I was, that game in, at Cleveland was kind of an odd game for sure. I, I thought it, thought the Browns had to win, but they obviously didn't. Um, so it was one of those things. Hey, real quick, some college basketball news. Um, the number one team in the country has lost three straight games. Yeah. North well, Carolina. not anymore, but were at one point. Oh, well, yeah, when they were number one. Yeah. Now they've lost three games yeah. in a row. Kind of interesting. The Big Ten, though. That's Indiana. Games. Indiana beats them. Indiana looks like the for real deal. Purdue looks like they're for real. And then you just got a bunch of teams in the Big Ten that I think can just win games, too. Um... Michigan had a nice lead over Virginia basically for the whole game, and then Virginia just hit a couple shots and won at the end. Um, they're ranked high, so um, that was a good performance. And the Buckeyes, well, they got the Cameron Crazies, and the Cameron Crazies came out on top. So it was definitely um, college basketball season's heating up. We, of course, we probably won't zero in on that until Michigan's probably out of the college football playoff and that season's over because be dominating our talk for sure. It's good we got at least a team to talk about. And um, next week we'll be able to start talking about the bowl games. We'll talk about the college football playoff. We'll get a chance well, to... The nice thing uh, is we can probably do at least one like full episode. We can just kind of give our thoughts on... I mean, not literally every bowl game, but at least the ones that are yeah, somewhat relevant. There's always some interesting things. It's nice to see some teams finally get a crack at a bowl. They haven't been in it. I mean, I don't know about the Bahamas Bowl. It might not be the most exciting bowl in the world. Um, but... I know, but it's always a great time of the year. You get to watch some basketball, and you get to watch bowl games, you know, every night. It's always a good two weeks, two and a half weeks. I just for the Orange Bowl, so I'm ready. Yeah? Need your vitamin, whatever, C? Yeah, I think it's a Friday night, December 30th, I think. So, um, I'll be ready to watch. So, are the, are the play, is the playoff going to be on the Saturday night then, though? Yep, same thing uh-huh. as it was last year. Uh, December uh, 31st. 31st, yep. So anyway, so it'll be interesting to see how, again, the energy level and excitement level is about it at an all-time low for Saturday. So we'll see, you know. We like to see upsets, but not even the upsets are going <laughs> to impact uh, um, the college football playoff. So um, we'll see where TCU and USC, we'll see if Michigan's going to be playing against what, Max Duggan. Yeah, Dugan, Dugan, whatever, whatever his name, his name is. is. Or and Sonny Dykes. Yeah, he's turned the program around. Or will Caleb Williams be um, attacking that Wolverine defense? So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Until then. Wait, 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 wait. I want to talk about some of the uh, – about Mickey, Mickey Joseph. Oh, yeah, we've been talking about the fact – that was a good thing, point we were talking about. So and Luke Fickle and now uh, you know think about the Big Ten. Um, with it, Rule? Luke Fickle's finally decided to go to Wisconsin. Matt Rule is taking over for Mickey. 
Um, Mickey gets that huge win at Iowa. Everything's great, and now he's arrested. Poor guy. Um, tough times. But think about that. You're going to have Matt Rule. You're going to have Luke Fickle. You're going to have Lincoln Riley. You're going to have, what's his name, Chip, Chip Kelly. Kelly. You're going to have Ryan Day. You're going to have Jim Harbaugh. You're going to have James Franklin. You're going to have Ooh, some pretty good don't names. Don't forget. What, my boy Mel? Yeah. Yeah? Um, what about that story about him getting all those bonuses and he's supposed to give it to his assistants and kept it all for himself? Like, he has the right to. He can keep it. Yeah. Or he could give it to his assistants. I mean, I think everybody who's head coach would have defeated up with some of their assistants, right? Yeah. I mean, um, <clears throat> I thought that was an interesting story that came out. But regardless, um, back to our point that we we're trying to make here. I mean, the Big Ten's got some coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, They've got some names and faces, that's for certain. I mean, especially, obviously, with Mel Tucker's contract, that's a big name. And now, obviously, they always keep their name in uh, Michigan. They always keep their name in the, the news. Sports talk radio yesterday. And the Luke Fickle one, I think, is interesting. Um, I don't think you'll ever get the Ohio State job, regardless. Um, mm-hmm. He just isn't flashy enough. And even though Ohio State fans act like they want tough nose, rough, they don't really want. They want to score points. But I heard it was a really um, um, what word am I looking for? It was a very weird scene um, at the first meeting. Um. <laughs> A very weird scene in the first meeting between when Luke Fickle met the Wisconsin team. Um, I guess there were players who were openly um, basically said, we don't want you as your coach. Um, and I guess it was a very awkward. Very, I don't know why they would say that. They all wanted Jim Leonard. Oh, okay. And um, Because they went outside of. Yeah. yeah. And um, from. I mean, to be fair, though. They just said it was a very awkward it was not a very comfortable moment when they all got together. For the I mean, I think it's a good hire. I think they needed to kind of get outside of, you know, who's been in Wisconsin for so long, because if they want to get with the time, I mean, I don't want to say they want to get with the times, but there's no other way to say it than that. I mean, that offense is even with, um, the hell was his name? Paul Chris. I mean, he had been there for so long. That offense didn't change when he was the head coach. It was the same offense. It was the same thing. New year, same thing, uh, same identity. It just isn't going to probably really work in this day and age. I mean, you got to somewhat get with the times. So you, you can't be Iowa. I mean, you don't want to be Iowa. Um, so, I'm not that Luke Fickle is an offensive genius, but I do think they needed to go with somebody that was at least. I mean, Jim Leonard is a defensive guy. He's a defensive coordinator. I think they needed to go with an offensive guy, or at least not a defensive guy. But it's odd because Luke Fickle was obviously a defensive coordinator. Right? Yeah, but so, I mean, I, I think he's more offensive minded than most of the guys. I just guys think in the end, Luke Fickle has proven his job, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's moved up the ranks, yeah. and I think in college football, well, I think anybody that thinks about up, what Luke Fickle ranks, did right? at Ohio State in this one year, that's not him anymore. Obviously, he's a tremendous coach. He he did what he did last year and this year. Obviously, this year with less talent than he did last year. So, I mean, I think he he is deserving of the job. I think he's. But I, I think there was a decision that had, had to be made. has one recruit ranked in the top 568th spot right now. Like, he's got some work to do. What and is his work cut out for him? It sounds like he's probably going to go to the transfer portal. Sounds like there's going to be quite a few players oh, leaving the program. There's a team in the pro, uh, a team in the Big Ten that does that, and that's the only thing they do. Yeah. So, I mean, if why, they can do it, if Michigan State can do it, why can't Luke Fickle do that? just thought it was interesting because, again, I, I thought it was a great hire for them. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a good hire. I just thought it was interesting 
listening to Sports Talk Radio, a Wisconsin beat writer yesterday talking about how um, it was not a welcoming environment. Um, you know, I guess those players then can leave, right? They, they can leave yeah. and move on if that's what they want. But Luke's, I think, a good personal job. And no offense, he knows the Big Ten, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's like what he played, did. obviously, at Ohio State. Coach at Ohio State. Was the head coach, obviously, for the well, interim head coach, I guess, for a year. I mean, he knows the Big Ten. It's, it's his backyard. So um, if anyone is probably deserving of it, I think they went in the right direction with going with Luke Fickle. And will he be able to beat, beat Cade Backman there next year? I mean, obviously, I think it's good for him as well. Obviously, being in the West, he knows that he knows what he's got. Um, so he knows what what he's got to look forward to. And obviously, Wisconsin's a good program. Uh, just maybe offensively, you know, still playing in like the early 2000s. Yeah, it's going to take him a couple of years. Cause yeah, there's, there's no doubt about that. Plate. I mean, they're, they're a pretty rough-looking team. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna have to get some their offensive linemen back and and so on. And well, it's just the culture change, obviously, with everything that happened. That was just that, that they were gonna beat Bielma up in the West too. I mean, he's yeah. kind of solidified himself in the program. I mean, good coaches now in the Big Ten. Um, it's gonna make it. We didn't even list Burt when we were talking about the Big Ten coaches. That's what I mean. That's we what I said. About I mean, I mean, I think he's he's gonna be a good one. And of course, you got the dean of college coaches in the Big Ten, Kirk Ferentz. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. I'll tell you what, Iowa would, what other team would have wanted to play Nebraska to go to the Big Ten champion? I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. It would have been just a, a, a bloodbath, whoever they would have played, Iowa. It just, uh, the Big Ten did not deserve that. It's it's fun to see Purdue. It's a different team. Not many people know them, but if anybody would have had to see Iowa again, wow. Well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, it's good to have a different team. It makes it more exciting just because. You know what you're getting with Iowa, and it makes you want to puke. <laughs> At least Purdue, you know they have the offensive power to score. They could score. Tw- they could score 40 points on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, right. They might <laughs> give up 50 points, but at least you know that if they can score offensively and move the ball. Or Iowa obviously was is still playing in the 1970s, so they just, yeah. That I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah, Iowa. Is. So some good coaches. It's good to see. Um, next week we're going to talk about. Um, the playoff matches with the four teams. We'll talk about the other big bowl games. We'll see where Ohio State's going to go. Like I said, sounds like they're going to go the Orange Bowl. Um, we will, um, of course, just get into it. it's. It's time to talk about who's going to win this game, who's going to win this championship. So until we see you next week.